Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Take Command Podcast, continuing on here with Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman. You can come hang out with us ahead of Giants and Commanders this weekend at Tap Sports Bar, MGM, National Harbor for the Take Command pregame show. If you can't come out in person, make sure that you check us out live on YouTube, on the free Odyssey app, or on your radio, 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. All right. The offense, um, they score 26. Uh, that's not a terrible number, obviously. They have they they made plays when it mattered late uh, and were able to break down the Seahawks defense with the, the nice drive, uh, Sam finding Diami for the game-tying touchdown. But there's inefficiency throughout the game. So uh, much like the defense, like there's a mixed bag. I think we're talking about this relative to expectations and what we, we see as possible for this unit at this point. Where, where do you ultimately land after watching the film? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the defense, I, it's kind of like they flipped. I thought the defense played good early, kind of for the first three quarters or relatively good, you know, like for them, relatively speaking. And I thought the offense kind of played, they struggled a little bit, you know, they couldn't really find their feet. And it's something that we we kind of thought uh, might be an issue. And everyone says, oh, well, they, you know, had a touchdown early on the first drive. And I look at that and I'm, as an offensive player and coordinator and all those things. And I'm like, that's it's a little bit lucky, right? You get sure. a little bit lucky. Sam breaks the pocket. But it finds- shows you, by the way, the value of a playmaker, right? 100%. Like you make you make plays. It doesn't matter how you drew it up. Like just go make the play. And and you'd rather, in any, in any specific instance in life, you'd rather be lucky than good. However, luck is not a good strategy. No, and I think, you know, it's a great play by Sam. It's a great play by B-Rob, but it's not, like a design play. And I think when you look at the offense's production for the first, how many drives is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, six drives of the game, seven drives. It's, it's, they have two explosive plays to be Rob and everything else is a little bit meh, you know? And I think that's where there's like a little bit of frustration. It's like, well, why aren't they being efficient? Um, and, um, and the efficiency doesn't come till later in the game. And if they had been more efficient in that second quarter specifically, they have three consecutive three and outs. And that's yep. tough. And, ta- and we're talking about the defense being fatigued. If you're able to go on a eight-play drive and kick a field goal, eight-play drive and punt, I think the dynamic of that fourth quarter situation is a little bit different there. So um, I, I, was, I was a little frustrated watching it back. It was more frustrating than I thought it would be, honestly, the first – first two quarters specifically obviously the b-rob stuff is great it's a it's two explosive plays sam's elevating sam did some good stuff uh, i thought in terms of maturation understanding where the ball needs to go and getting the ball out of his hand there was a free runner on a third and four um 
Adams is blitzing, backs in the flat, hits Gibson. He kind of does the 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 tightrope up the sideline. Great yep. job understanding the pressure, understanding the protection. But I don't think there was enough kind of plays made early on. And obviously, you saw kind of the explosion of plays later in this game. But um, but prior to that, I, I couldn't really. They didn't really find their feet necessarily. They they made a nice throw here, nice block there, okay run here, and it just they couldn't stack anything. And I think that was the thing that was really frustrating. Even out on the second big uh, second B Rob explosive play, they don't score on. They, they ends up with a field goal, but you know it's a it's like a fifty or forty eight yard play that leads to essentially nothing because you think you'd be able to kind of maximize that into a touchdown but it ends up being a field goal. So um, I don't know if that answers the question, probably a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it starts to, which is why we have a podcast and, you know, we can talk things out and, and go at length, which is fun. There's no clock being like, Hey guys, go to commercial break. Um, so I would get, I guess then I would ask like, where did it break down? Right. Is that a, a play calling issue where there's like no rhythm developed, no balance and Seattle's kind of onto what they're doing. Is it Sam missing, whether it's physical throws, which I don't think there's a lot of in this game. No, he just misses so. guys. But, like, is he missing reads and ball should go somewhere else and you miss an explosive play here, an explosive play there? Is it, um, you know, the receivers, I think we should definitely talk about because the lack of production from them in this game is fairly stunning. Like, it's pretty amazing they scored 26 considering the how bad the receivers were from a production standpoint in this right. game. But, like, what does the process look like? That's the reason we do this film breakdown is to look at the process and try to understand why the production is what it is. So what, what was it about what this offense was doing that was causing the inefficiency for the first three quarters of the game, but especially in that first half? Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, so I think one of the things that stuck out to me anyway is that I thought um, EB had a pretty good plan for cover three or how, how cover three traditionally plays. And one thing about Seattle, because they do run a lot of cover three and they have a, like a lot of variations of their cover three, they kind of know what hurts them. They know what hurts them from a route concept standpoint. So you'd run like a um, like a stop, like a like a 15-yard stop with a wheel behind it. And usually that smokes cover three because the corner matches the stop. The hook player's got to carry this vertical, and then you get one of those guys open. Yeah, they tried. They tried that tight end wheel, running back wheel, a ton in this a, game. A and bunch it never hit, and it never hit. They tried something in the red zone with Logan Thomas, where they run a sail and go. Also great versus cover three, and just seeing how well Seattle matches that. You know, they kind of were like, "We can match the heck out of this. Let's push this guy, push this through, push this over. Let's bump this over." Oh, the hook player knows he's got to carry the wheel, and they've got these fast, athletic linebackers. So I thought that was something that kind of stuck out to me. You know, much like I thought Shane Waldron offensively had a good feel for what Jack was doing defensively, and Jack did a pretty good job of subverting some of that expectation. And then it was kind of this chess match that ultimately falls down um, in the in the last in the last quarter of the game. I felt like offensively. Um, Eric Bieniemy had a vision of how this game was going to go, 
And then as they went, it was like, oh no, all these cover three beaters aren't being as effective as we thought. And, you know, we talked about some of these throws where, you know, Terry's open on a hitch. Can Sam fit this ball in there? There's a little bit of pressure. He checks it down maybe a little bit early. There's stuff like that. But again, like you alluded to, like that happens every single yeah. game, you know? So you like, go watch, you go watch an old Tom Brady game and there's seven throws in a game where you're like, dang, man, you could have, you could have chucked that one to, to the deep guy and you just took the, you took the underneath route, but it, you know, you're not going to go broke making a profit. And that's, that's ultimately process wise, probably pretty good football from Sam. Yeah. And I thought the other thing that, especially early in this game, I don't think they ran the football overly efficiently. You know, we post game, we talked about run the ball. And when you go through the sheet, it's like two yard gain, zero yard gain, five yard gain, zero one, you know, they, they weren't very efficient. And I, I, it's not a huge deal, but it, it does matter when you're in second and nine and how you call your game. And I felt like some of the quick game stuff right after I felt was a little bit less effective, but I also felt like after rewatching it, they, um, it was a little bit they were able to hit some stuff there that i thought was nice in terms of production it just didn't string it didn't stack you know they had a screen called to b rob i think it was in the second quarter where it's wide open seattle's running a line stunt so like stunting away from it chris paul is like working to the screen and like bumps into the guy that's looping and the guy as he bumps into him sees the screen and is able to make a tackle for a one yard gain and you're like that type of stuff happened with some regularity in this where it's like the the call was good they made a play or hey we thought this concept was going to be good didn't work out or we got a run that was stuffed didn't work out and it was really like that for the majority of the game until you get to that sequence in the uh what quarter was that in the um in the fourth quarter start of the fourth quarter yeah. where they had the 15 yard run 14 yard run five yard run and then they get that touchdown to Gibson to finish that drive off. Like it was a slog for them. They weren't overly efficient offensively. And I think like that was something that we were a little bit concerned about, like with the Seattle defense, because they're so fast and dynamic and athletic, like how, how, how this offense would handle it. I, I love the composure of Sam. I love the playmaking ability of Sam because they did find plays to running backs and things like that throughout the game. But it was, it was tough sledding until, until probably, uh, probably the fourth quarter, I would say. Yeah. 